0: We begin the Gemara today at the beginning of Da'af Lamadalid Omadaluf So this Gemara is going to explain the Mishnah that we learned before at the end of Lamad Gimel Lamad Beis, where it spoke about a case of Shtei, or rather Shnayim Shekichu, Shtei Noshim, and the case here is when you have two brothers that were we two sisters, and then when it came to the time of Knessa L'Chopa, they switched the wives. And the Mishnah then says the case also is that the women were nidis. In such a case, you'd be chayiv for four different tisurim. There's an ish, then it's your brother's wife, ashishach, and then because these are sisters, so now you also for each one for a chayishhtay, and also for the fact that it's a nida. So here, in this case, this brings us back to the sugya that we learned about before, which is the concept of ein iser, Chalal Once one iser takes effect, then a second iser can't take effect on it. And we had the exceptions that we learned before in the sugya. three different scenarios. One is when it's an iser the other is an iser kailal, or if it's an iser bevasachas. As we learned before, and we'll see it here again, how this would apply to our Mishnah. So who is the tan of our Mishnah, that since he holds it over here, one iser is hal on another, and yechai for all four... So it must be that he holds Issa Kailul, that in a case where the second Issa, that's khal that takes effect, is Issa Kailul, and also Issa Maisif, when there's Issa Maisif, and also an Issa Basachas, that all these three are reasons why the second Issa could take effect. So Rashi here explains when you look in our Mishnah, so you'll see how you have all these three different scenarios. So first of all, when it comes to the Issa of Eshis Ish, and Eshis Achiv, that it's your brother's wife, those two Yisurim take effect at the same moment. The moment he's Makkadish, his wife, she becomes an Aish Ish and also Aisha Sakh. Then when it comes to the Isr of a Chais Ishtai, this is Issa Kailo. Now that you are Makadish a sister, so you become Asr not only to this woman for being an Isha's Ish and your brother's wife, but you also Asr to all other sisters. So it's the same Iser. We're not adding more to the Iser, to more people that become asr to her, but you're including more sisters in this Iser. That's issa Kailo. And then you have Iser masif regarding the third, the last one, actually the fourth one, which is Iser Niddah. Because over here, the Iser Niddah, until this woman was a Niddah, she was muttered to her husband. Now you're adding to the Iser that she's going to be asr even to her husband. That's the Iser Masif. So the fact that the Mishnah says that Yechayah for all four means that the Mishnah holds that when one Issa is chal and another Issa, and there's a Yisr or Issa Yisr or a, maysif, or a isr, the two Yisr will chal at the same time, the Issa could take effect. So who is the Taneh that holds of all of these exceptions? Omer Rav Yehuda, Rav says, Omer the name Rav, Rav Meir, we find that Rav Meir says this. Rashi here points out, or actually the Toises Ishanim, is the one that points this out, that really we already had before in the Gemara, that the Gemara said according to Rabbi Yaisi. the rab Yehissi holds that if it's the Iser, all these three things, Iser Keilil, Iser Moisef, Iser Basachas, the Ichayef twice. But rab Yehissi didn't say it clearly. Over here, the Gemara wants to bring a source of rab Meir. rab Meir said this clearly. The Tanan, the Gersi here is, we learned in the Mishnah, Yesh, Achila Achas, there's a case of a person that eats one Achila, eats one, and v'chayev alay And four, karbon eschatos, ve'osha mechod. And a fifth uh, thing, he's one, karbon osha. What's the case? Tomei shachal alchelev. A person that's tomai, And he eats the fats, which are fats are oser, but it's also vuhun nayser, min and it's also leftovers of a carbon after the time that it's supposed to be eaten, or after the time that it's supposed to be burnt in the mezbeach, and b'yoy Makipurin. And this takes place on Yim Kippur. So that's four karbanos chatos and one karbanoshen. So as Rashi explains, in these cases, you have over here, a isa and a masif. And also, a, uh, well, yeah, issa kailul and issa masif. So what's the first isSA that takes effect there? The first isa is the isa From the moment the behemah is born, it has kailav, certain fats in the body of the behemah that are forbidden to eat. That's the first isa. Now, if you eat this chilev, there's another isra that was added over here when it was made kachim. When it's made kachim, now there's, you can't have any Hana of it. The isra of chilev is only an that you're not allowed to eat the chilev. But now, when you, when you mak the shit, you're not allowed to have any, any benefit, any hanav of the kachim. That's an isser moisev. You're adding another element, another type of isra here, not only a chilev, but also ana no. That's when to get to the fact that it became kachim. Similar regarding Naisar, it's also an Isam Aisif, Because until this point, it was allowed to be eaten, or it's allowed to be burnt in the Mizbeach. And now, because it became Naisar, there's another aspect of Isar that's added here, the fact that it can't be burnt in the Mizbeach. That's a new Isar that you're adding here, and that's Isam Aisif. Then, when you have the, the fourth Isar over here that he mentions, which is the fact that he became Tomei, what happens when you become Tomei? So the same iser, it, it doesn't add another degree or another level of iser. It's the same iser, but there's an iser kailul here. Now that this kayin or this person is tomei, he is not going to be allowed to eat any kachim. Not only this piece of kailul that he ate now, but that makes, disqualifies him of eating any kachim. So because of the tomei, it includes, it's kailul, any other kachim as well in the very same iser. So it's not an iser but it's an iser kailul. Okay, so that's where you have there is a kailal and it's a meisafir in these cases, okay, and also regarding the me'ila, as I mentioned. Now, Rav Meir comes and asks to this. Rav Meir, says, "If he's eating this on Shabbos be'fiv, and he's walking out from the Rosh ayachid into the rishus so he was over on the istir of Yitzha, of carrying out the Rosh arabim on Shabbos, Chayiv, he's going to be chayev yet for another chi of for the melacha of itzah." So what happened over here is, as he's walking out, when he comes out into the Rosh Hashanah, that's when he ate it, and that's when he swallowed it. So the moment he swallows it, that's the completion of the malacha of Heitz'ah. The completion of the malacha of Hitzor is, the Hanukkah, when it rests, when it goes down into a place that it rests, and that's when he swallows it. So if he swallowed it, as he walked out, when it was Yom Kippur, also Shabbos, also for the Hitzor. Now you may think, why does he have to add the fact that if it's Shabbos, the Iser of carrying out is also Yom Kippur. But Rashi says, even though that's the way we pass but that's not of opinion. The Gemara explains, not here, but in another place, that Rabbi, Rabbi opinion is that there's no Iser to carry out in Shabbos. Now this case, this last Iser that Rabbi Meir adds over here, that be for Haytso as well, this is a case where you have two Isurim that are taking effect, Bevasachas. The Iser of eating Yom Kippur, and the Iser of carrying out, if it's Shabbos, so, Shabbos and Yom Kippur enter at the exact same moment. So these are two Yisurim that begin bevasachas. So here, what do we see? That in this case, Rabmeir's opinion is that you have Iser Koylil, Iser Moesif, Iser bevasachas, and it takes effect, the new Iser takes effect. So this is the source of Rabmeyer's opinion. Now what does it say, Vaita, there in the B'raise? Omrulai. they said to Rabmeir Ainam and Hashem, this last Isa you're adding here about carrying out, is not part of the same isser. Because we're talking about a person being chayev, these different chatois for eating. And you're adding something else that's not related to eating at all. It's carrying. So why are you bringing this in over here? Okay, there's a discussion about what Rav Meir answers to this question that the Rabbanan asked him, but the Gemara here doesn't bring it. Ah, the Gemara discusses a different aspect of Rav Meir's opinion here. What Rav Meir is saying over here is that a person was eating this and he thought that he's doing a mitzvah. We're talking over here about a situation where a person thinks that he's eating kachim and he thinks he's doing a mitzvah, but it turns out that he's tomei or that it's not a mitzvah for all these different reasons over here. And therefore, he would be chayev a khatas. Now, the Gemara here is going to introduce a concept that we learned about before a few times when a person... Is v'ar mitzvah. He thinks he's doing a mitzvah, but really he's not fulfilling the mitzvah. So the question is: would it be Chaya the Karp mechatos if he was only doing it because he made a mistake thinking that he's doing a mitzvah? Now there's a situation of a Ta'bit var mitzvah where he thought he's doing a mitzvah and he actually ends up doing a mitzvah, but it's still, there's still a chayv chatos here. In that case, so tol mitzvah is not of chatos. Here we're talking about a situation where the person thinks he's doing a mitzvah, but in reality he did not end up doing a mitzvah. Would he be of chatas in such a case? So let's see what the Gemara says. Ve over here is going according to whose opinion? is he following Rabbi Yeshua's opinion Rabbi Yeshua says va mitzvah, a person that makes a mistake thinking that he's doing a mitzvah and in reality he did not do the mitzvah potter, but he still caught potter from a carmachatos because he thought he's doing a mitzvah now the case that Rabbi Meir is speaking about uh, Rabbi Yeshua rather is speaking about as we'll see in a moment in the Gemara is regarding a person that has two babies to make a bris for them One of them, the bris, is supposed to be on Shabbos. That's the eighth day. The other baby, the bris, is supposed to be on Sunday. And he confused the two, and he made the bris of the baby that's supposed to be on Sunday, on Shabbos. He did not do a mitzvah, because the bris is before the time, before the eighth day. Even in such a case, Rabbi Shua says, he's potter. So over here as well, because he's being toibet var mitzvah, when the person is eating the kachim, so why? Says the Gemara, you're right. Rabbi Meir is saying what he said. According to Rabbeir, it says that in such a case, since you didn't actually do a mitzvah, you are high of Achatas. Or The Gemara gives another answer. Or I could tell you that Rabbi Shua's opinion does not apply here. What Rabbi Meir says could follow Rabbi Shua's opinion as well. When did Rabbi Shua say? That tab, a mitzvah, potter, that if you made a mistake and you, you thought you're doing a mitzvah, you'd be potter from a chathos. That's the case of, like I said, the two babies of one for Shabbos and one for Sunday. He mistakenly made the bris of the Sunday baby on Shabbos. Why? Why is that an exception? Because over there, he's pressed for time that the bris has to be on a specific day. There's a time frame for the mitzvah, so over there a person is more could get easily confused or easier confused about what he's doing. So that's why over there he's not ha'i Over here where we're talking about a mitzvah, where, it's, it's, where there's no time frame for this. So actually, let me go back to explain this again. I said before that we were talking, the gemara's question over here was regarding Rav Meir eating kachim. But as Rashi here explains, it's actually talking about the case of the Mishnah, where it talks about the person that had the relation with this woman that there were four Yisuram on her. And it's not something which is isurim that are related to any time frame. And still we say that he was taught about Mitzvah, he thought he's doing a Mitzvah and getting married, but nevertheless really, he was doing an Aveda. So over here, because it's, there's no Zman Ebal, it doesn't have any time frame. So since it doesn't, he's not getting confused because of the time that he's rushing for this, so maybe over here, Rabbi sure would agree that he would be high, the for this. How could you make this distinction according to Rabbi Shua's opinion? That it depends if he's rushing because there's a time frame or not. Here is a case of trume. The einzmanibal, the mitzvah eating trume, which does not have a time frame, and he's not rushing for this. And here Rabbi Shua says that he would be potter because if he thinks he's doing a mitzvah, man, we learned the Mishnah. A kain was eating trume. Then he finds out that he's a Ben Grusha and he's not supposed to eat this trumah. So, what's the halacha here? Rabbi Yezim Mechayev, Rabbi says, because he didn't do a mitzvah by eating this trumah, he's chayev to pay the principal and an additional fifth. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, because he thought he's doing a mitzvah, so I'll be pater. So, what do you see over here? That according to Rabbi Yeshua, even in a case where he thinks he's doing a mitzvah and there's no time frame for this, he's not rushed, he's still pater says the Gemara not necessarily what's the case there Ha'itma Allah on that case there it says barabaye Pesach askinon. here we're talking about a kind that's eating the Truma on Erev Pesach and this Truma is Chometz and he's rushed and he's pressed for time to finish it before Pesach and that's the case when Rabbi Shua says that if he thought he did a mitzvah and he's being rushed it will be Potter this man of ball, because over there he is pressed for time now the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah where it said that, he's be, uh, that a person would be Chayiv for this uh, case over here where you he had a relation with these wives that were exchanged four different Chatois, right? So again, the case was two brothers that married two sisters and you're going to be Chayiv for Eshes for the fact that it's your brother's wife which is Eshes Achiv and also for Achayis ishtay they were sisters and also for the fact that she was a Nidah so what, who holds that you can be high for all these cases, even though you have one iser taking effect on another iser? It says, the be iser? bas achas. In the Mishnah, it's speaking about that all these four iserim took effect at the same time. And this follows even the opinion of Rabshimin Shimon, that Rab Shimon agrees that in the case where they all take effect at the same time, it takes effect. There's no issue of iser, chal, iser. Now the Gemara will try to explain here, wait a minute, how could you have all these four Yisurim taking effect at the same time? Regarding the three, three of the four Yisurim, you could find that it's possible that they all take effect at the same time. So again, what three Yisurim is the Gemara speaking about? Eish ish, and Achai Those three Yisurim, you could explain how they take effect at the same time. What happened there? Dishavinu what happened is, these two brothers appointed one Shliach to go and give money for the Kiddushin, and the two sisters appointed a Shliach to receive the money for the Kiddushin. So, in that one moment that, that the Shliach of the two brothers gives the Kesef Kiddushin to the, two, to the Shliach of the two sisters, at that moment, the three sort of take effect Eshus Ish, and Upaga Shliach Bishliach, one Shliach meets the other Shliach, and it takes effect at the same moment. But when it comes to the fourth isa, which is that both of these women are nida'is, how could you have that take effect at the same moment when the other isauran took effect? That's the Gemara, a very unique case. The case over here is that both the brothers and the sisters were ketanim or ketanois. And they were coming Bar and Bas Mitzvah right here now at this moment. And the case of here, let's sort of first see it in the words of the Gemara, and then I'll explain it the way Rashi explains exactly what the case here is. So the case is, B'Shaifas, B'Shaifah that is, when they both already begin seeing the blood, the flowing with the blood, which makes them anida nidah, Gimel, La'achash leisha So the case of here is, that the, the two husbands that are having a relation with these women, so the women began seeing blood to be a nida before they became 13 years old, a day before, and it continued into the day when they became 13 years old. <speaking in Hebrew> That's to explain how they would become chayiv at, at the same time when they became 13 years old. And also, mitach shnei masar, l'acha masar, and the same is regarding these two women, the sisters. When they both became nidais, they both became Nidda'is on the same time. And when is this? Right before they became 12 years old. And they continued seeing the blood of being a Nidda' when they became 12 years old. Inni, to explain how these two are being Chayiv at the exact same moment. So Rashi expands the case here and explains more of the details of what's going on. And Rashi gives a mushal of Erev Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. And basically you're going to have to say what the case over here is. We're talking about two brothers that are twins. They were born on the same day on Rosh Hashanah. And we're talking about two sisters that are also twins. They were also born on the same day on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so they are all are becoming Bar and Bas Mitzvah. And on, the, and on the same year. So the brothers are becoming 13 on this, on this Rosh Hashanah. And the sisters are becoming 12 on this Rosh Hashanah. Now what happened? On ere Rosh Hashanah, these girls beca- began seeing blood becoming a niddah. And now on ere Rosh Hashanah, the two brothers sent the shliach to be mekadesh, these two sisters, with the condition that the Kiddushan should take effect the next day. And now on the next day, which is that night... When they, be, both, they all four of them become bar and bas mitzvah, at that moment the Kedushan takes effect, and also at that moment the fact that they are niddah, the isur of niddah, also takes effect because they just be, they just became bas mitzvah. So, therefore, over here you have the Kedushan, and the isur of niddah that takes effect at the same moment. So, the isur of eishes the isur of eishes achiv, and achais isha and niddah all takes effect at the same moment. That's where the mission was saying that the high four. Going back to the Mishnah, it's said in the Mishnah, that after this exchange happened here, so now they have to be separated from their husband for three months, and after that they can go back to their husband. Facta what's the concern? Why are we separating them? Because we want to know if there's a baby born, is this baby from that relationship or is it from something later? So, so we have to determine that. But facta but We know that a woman cannot become pregnant from just one relation. So why would it be necessary to separate them after this one relation? Sorry. What happened over here is that the the exchange of the wives with the husbands they had a relation once and a second time. So therefore, now you have to separate them. But if that's the case, what did say regarding this Mishnah? Because you have four Yisurim for four different people, so that's 16 Karbanas Chatas that have to be brought in total. But now, if they had relations twice, so then Tlosson V'tayten So you have to double that. It should be 32, not 16. Okay, now, based on your question, according to your questioning, that because they had a relation a second time, it should be counted as 32. L'Rab Eliezer has a unique opinion about the Isser of Arayis, and he says, the mechayiv. I'll call Koyach for Koyach. Rabbi Leza says, by the beer, by the Erva, when you're having a relation with an Erva, so you're not Chayev just once for that beer for that relation, but you're Chayev for every time there's another Hanah in the Biyah. The Ashi over here brings that, that the Halacha according to Rabbi Leza is that there's the Knisah for the beer that is Chayev, and then when he goes out, there's another Hanah, so he's Chayev for that again. Rabbi Eliezer is for every single Koyach, every single Hanah that there is. So, according to Rabbi Yezid, in our Mishnah, you should have to count many more karbanes hats here. Hello. so what are you going to answer according to Rabbi Yezid? The number that Rabbi said, we're counting the first isa that was done here. That's all. We're not counting any additional ones that are thereafter. So, you can answer here, even according to what we said, that they did, the, the relation was twice, we can say, we're only counting the first relation. That's what Rabbi said, 16. Now, the Gemara here is going to discuss this that we just said, that there's this concept that a woman will not become pregnant from just one beer Rav Nachman, so Nachman about this, and I, when, we, when it says here that a woman does not become pregnant from one bia, we're talking about the first bia when she was a psula, if she was still a virgin, so the first bia, the first relation will not make her pregnant. So the question is, but what Yabra, we know that by Tamar that she only had one relation with Yehuda, and from this she became pregnant, with twins actually, so he answered him, no, Tomar, it was different, because she went and with her finger broke the blockage that there is, the hymen, that in order to be, that she should be able to become pregnant the first time. So rabbi Yitzchak said, Kol rabbi, Those daughter-in-laws of the house of Rabbi that they also broke the opening before they were able to get pregnant right away. That, so, Tomar Shmon, they gave them the name Tomar. Tamar, why did they give them the name Tomar? Al-shem tamar betzba. Just like what Tomar did, that she broke the passageway, that she should be able to come pregnant right away at the first time. Now the Gemara goes back and asks on uh, the whole question that we had here. What was our question? That Tamar became pregnant from Yehuda the first time. So the Gemara asks this, wait a minute, was that the first time Tamar had relations with a, with a, a husband? Tamar was first married to Er, Yehuda's son, and then she was married to Einan, and then they died, and then afterwards the story happened with Yehuda. So why are we even asking this question about Tamar that when she had a relation with Yehuda was the first time? So the Gemara, the reason why we're saying this is because Er and Oynon, when they had relations with Tamar, it wasn't in the usual way. So therefore she was still a Besula. That's why we asked the question before, how did she become pregnant from Yehuda the first time? So the Gemara asks on this, from what it says in the Brayse. May in the it says, Kol esrim the first twenty-four months after a woman gives birth, and she's still nursing a baby, so we don't want her to become pregnant within that time period, so that the baby that has to nurse in this time should not have milk. So, therefore, the halacha is in this brayse, that the husband is allowed to go inside and the the, the, the but then the zera he can leave outside in order for her, for her, his wife not to become pregnant. That's That's what Abul says. But the Rabbanan argument is, and they and said to him, Umru, uh, Umru Loi, they said to Rabbi yeah, not let her do this, because halalu, e'na'ela, kamay This doing like this would be exactly what Eid and Aynan did, that they did not allow their zera to impregnate their wife. So how could you allow this? What's the point of the Gemara's question? You see over here, though, that... And the price is saying that what did Aaron and do? They did. There was a real beer, even though the zera they left outside. But there was a beer. So how could you say that by Yehuda it was the first time? So says, no, the Brayza didn't mean it was exactly like by Erenayon. K'maiser Erenayon, but It was similar to what Erenayon did, but not exactly the same as Erenayon. K'maiser Erenayon, similar to Erenayon, the but says by them that they destroyed their Zerah, did not allow their wives to become pregnant. But it's not exactly the same, like Eir and the Ilu by Eir and Ainan, they had relations with their wife, not in the normal way at all. And V'hocha Kedarka, and here we're talking about a person that has relations in the normal way, even if afterwards he leaves the Zerah outside. Now the Gemara goes back to the story of Eir and Ainan itself, and the Gemara asks, Bishlema Ainan, so we know regarding Ainan, that he did this, Dixiv Bey V'shich Esart, said that he destroyed his zera air How do we know that Eris did this? It doesn't say it right by air. Omer Av Nachman by Yitzchok. So he answers the Chasid by Yomes Gam Oisai that the killed Eris as well. What does it mean? Gam Oisai Afhu by Oisai Misameis that the Ebrister killed them with the same for the same reason because he did like what Einan did. Now we understand why Oynon did this. Oynon was the second brother, so we understand why he wasn't interested in his wife becoming pregnant. Because he said, this baby is not going to be mine, we're going to give him a name for my brother, it's not going to be my baby, so I'm not interested in my wife becoming pregnant. That's what the, Gemara did. That's what the Apostle describes. But my time Why did Eir destroy the Zerah, and he did not want his wife to have any children? He did not want his wife to become pregnant and she should lose her beauty. So connected to what we said over here. Regarding the fact that in the first beer, so you can't become pregnant, the Gemara brings another halacha here. It says in the Pasik Oiso. So the full pasik here is actually a Pasik in this last week's parsha. of the tumah of So the Pasik says viisha ashi yishkav ish oisa shichva zera v'rochtu b'mayim v'tomad adav that a man and a, and a woman that have a relation with one another with Shikhva zera, so then they both become tumi. So it says oisa. Oisa is exclusion, ex, an exclusion. That comes to exclude the first relation with Hakala. That's what Rabbi Yehudah says. That there's no Tomeh if the relation was not in the usual way. So the Gemara will now explain what's the reason why by a kala it should be different. So the son of the Nachman said to his father, "What's the reason why Akala is different?" Does Rabbi Yehuda hold that a chosal kala that the did not want to make a kala tome, because the teira is being careful with the beauty of a kala. Akala adorns herself; she has makeup, and therefore if she has to go to the mikveh, So then she's gonna—it's gonna wash off, so and therefore the taita does not want her to become tummy. Is that the reason? Or Malay, so Nachman answered him, "No, that's not the reason. It's connected to what we learned before." Because from the first beer, she does not become pregnant, so this is not called shichvazera. <coughs> sorry, it's not something that would make her pregnant, so therefore that's excluded from this tuma. Now the Gemara now explains the basis of this machloik is between Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, whether we are going to exclude a kala or we only exclude Sholei So what's their argument in the Pasik? here? The Savri, Rabbanan say, it says in the Pasik that it's the Shikva Zera that makes Tumah. So that, when it says Shikva Zera, Prat leha ra that comes to exclude when there's only the beginning of the Biya, without the ending of it, without actual Shikh Zera. That's one thing you learn out. Then it says, Aisa, with the word Aisa, another exclusion, Prat Shalaika darka. That comes to exclude when it's not the normal way of relations. Rav Yudhisavah, Rav opinion is, Shalaike darka, Vehara, both of these, Mishikhvazera, Nafke. They both are learned out from the same word, Shikhvazera. Then Aisa, when it says Aisa, another exclusion, Prat That comes to exclude a Kala, which is the first relation, which you can't become pregnant from it. Dr. Gemara, another thing that Gemara teaches us here over here regarding a woman that can't become pregnant. Kiyasa and kol sheshasa acha a woman that was married and then her husband died and she's for ten years not married vinisis and then she gets married again after ten years Shuvani she can't give birth again after waiting such a long time omrav um, nachman. Rav nachman said about this leishanu elo sheein this is only said that during this time of that ten period of ten years, she wasn't. It wasn't in her mind. She wasn't thinking about getting married anymore. But if she did have in mind to get married, so that's something that was there in her mind. She had a taifa for this to go and get married. Aberas, she will become pregnant. Rav said to the daughter of Rav which was his wife. The Tamil HaKhamim are saying things about you. Why? Because apparently his wife was, was an almana for 10 years, and he got married to her only after that, and he had children with her. So they were saying, how, how did she have children now after these 10 years? Um, so she said back to him, I had my mind, I was thinking about marrying you during this time period, so therefore I am still able to have children from you. Another story the Gummar says, he the Asiel Akameid Rav Yasef. There's a woman that came to Rav Yesuf. Umra Alloi, she said to Rav Yesuf, Rabbi, anno Shahisiya Khabila Ba Kabali Yeshanim. I waited after my husband died for ten years, vialaditi, and then I got remarried and I still had children. Um Allah Rav Yasef answered, "Her Biti my daughter, Altaitsi Allah zal divri khachamim. Don't say things that are, going, that are spreading a rumor and disproving the things that Chachamim say. Chachamim know what they're talking about. So she admitted and she told him, Yep, yeah, you're right. I did in between have a relation with a guy. Or some actually say it doesn't mean literally a relation with a guy, but it means she had her thoughts on having a relation with a guy and that's enough that she should be able to have children later.